Oh my god, we're back at the Spotify studios today. This is very exciting. Hello guys and welcome back to the newest episode of Girls Plus Club Potty with your host Rosie Breen and a very psychological guest. Is that does that even do you justice? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> We've got Zoe Mallet here today. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, thank you so much for having me. Um I am a psychologist, I am a business culture consultant and a presenter. Everything I do sits under the umbrella of psychology mm-hmm. and my main mission is to always help people get to know themselves, to get people talking yes, and to help people understand how they can live their lives a little bit easier. Yes, and feel a little bit better about yourself. Yeah. And guys, to really help you understand why sometimes you sit there and you're like, I'm fucking bullying myself right now. Like I'm thinking so negatively and I just don't know A, why I'm doing this because I don't want to think negatively and B, why am I thinking these things when and there are so many good things to think about, you know, in those yeah. like horrible situations where they're in like a changing room or you're in like a social situation that doesn't make you feel like 100% yourself. Maybe you're unfamiliar with some people in the area mm. and just like different situations. Why do our brains automatically think of the negatives when in reality, like we're positive people, we want to have a good time. We are like thriving mm. for the best for ourselves, but still we can't like knock or shake these negative thoughts away. And Zoe is here today because she's really going to, help us sit down, sit back and understand where all of this negativity comes from, how, you know, we can combat it and how we can move forward in a healthier and happier way. Lovely. So um, how did you get started? Tell us a little bit of background. It was a very organic way into where I'm at today. And I didn't think what I'd be doing today. Like I didn't think like four years ago I'd be sat mm. like doing podcasts talking about it um but I always had a hugely like curious mind around how people behave people's emotions and people's stories okay and I've always from a really young age always been that person who's asking like the deeper questions of like oh how did that make you feel and like how come you did that and- <laughs> were you like naturally invested in yeah. like the, the further thought yeah and I think that came from a place of like I f- when I was younger I think I felt quite alone and I was always really curious about understanding if other people felt like that or if under other people how I could maybe live a little bit of a life like them so I think I was always like really curious of like mm. okay so how did you get to that and how come you feel like this and so it was like through the lens of that and just curiosity. Are you an only child? No, I've got um, an older brother. Oh, is he much older or like, how come you felt, do you think, so alone? He's up? a couple of years older. I think there was just a lot going on in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it just meant that there was a lot of attention elsewhere. I see. Yeah. yeah, I see. So it was mainly quite isolating. For quite you. isolating. Um, exactly. So that was that's always been like a big part of me. Um, and I then was working in the creative events industry, and I loved it because it was really creative, and that's like a huge part of me as well. Mm, as we can see by your outfit today, let me <laughs> say this girl has rocked up to the studios in double denim with the glossiest lip gloss I have ever seen, and it's just absolute slay. And I haven't even talked about your shoes yet because what even is that? Like iridescent. 
like it's yeah, not these colour. Some, like TN, but these, like, <laughs> these get so much like airtime. May I love this fit? Is yeah, you're Thank killing you. it. These are actually my Raven shoes. I usually go Raven in these. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god! The other day, right? So I surprised Henry with like tickets, guys. You know we went to Manchester the other week. I surprised Henry with tickets to Patrick Topping because he loves Patrick Topping, and I was like, right, it's on at Trick. It, well, Trick are hosting, and it's on at the Warehouse Project in Manchester. I was like, oh, nice. this is gonna be banging. Like this is gonna be so good. I've never been before. I was like, this is going to be wicked. To be honest with you, I'm not a raver. Like, I'm much more of like a Ben Howard. I'm getting into Ocean Alley, uh, Frank Ocean, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he is much more like house music. And I'm, oh, you know, trying to be a good girlfriend, like get into it and just yeah, like yeah. embrace what he enjoys so we can enjoy it together. Anyways, <laughs> we show up to Warehouse Project. Tell me why we're the oldest people there. <laughs> Everyone was like 16 and like neon bras and tiny little skirts and like literally could see it so many bum cheeks it was I even feel old saying this right now because I would I'd be so annoyed at myself if I was like five years younger hearing myself speak right now but we felt so old to the point where we were actually there for about 15 20 minutes no didn't even stay for Patrick and we left no we left I was like I can't wait how old are you 27 that is not, you can still be raving at 27. You can, but I was in a puffer jacket down to my feet and not like cool vibes, more like I'm Arsene cold. Wenger vibes. Like I am, yeah, auntie <laughs> over here, freezing, isn't drinking alcohol at the moment. Like my tits were literally going to fall off, like absolutely <laughs> freezing. And I just felt so out of place. I Aww. felt so uncomfortable. But on the same note, I started my period that day. Yeah. I was hella bloated. We had spent the whole morning and afternoon with an old colleague of mine actually a really good friend of mine who has moved to Manchester just had a baby and so we're out winter not winter wonderland like the winter market with her her husband her baby eating like bratwurst drinking mulled wine and just like being very wholesome yeah. then came back to the hotel started my period and I'm like okay let's go raving I was like I'm just not Self with that rip. I am not on that vibe and to be honest a different day a different night I would have loved it yeah. but that weekend I was like uh uh-uh. uh this is not for me. I'm really sorry. But I wanted to still like go out and have a really good time. It's yeah. the whole reason we're in fucking Manchester for the weekend. <laughs> and we just couldn't do it. Henry was the same. He was like, I just feel like this is, it was so heavy. Like, And it wasn't house music that he kind of enjoyed as well. It was because yeah. all the like, um, like the lineup, not the lineups, what's the word? The, the people who start, the supporting acts. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah. God, I went off then. All the supporting acts were like, just awful if I'm honest okay. like I can't, we heard we had one of them actually I'm saying all of the supporting acts that's so rude we had the first supporting act okay and so what time all, did you get there literally like uh 10 10 <laughs> yeah, p.m yeah. I don't think he comes on till one or 12 or something and that's the other thing I'm since we got Billy the dog I'm like a 9 p.m bedtime girl <laughs> and so I'm like I just feel like this is the wrong time in my life like maybe if we did this three months ago I would have been absolutely gone the whole <laughs> night I would have being wrecked absolutely loved it it would have been amazing maybe in six months time that w- that will happen again but that night uh, 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 uh. yeah I don't think you should Could completely write off Raven no I think <laughs> just take that one time as oh, like, at least- <laughs> that was an experience <laughs> at least you tried it mm. and I've like I've been to Warehouse Project once years ago um and I loved it. I don't know how I'd feel if I went back now. But <laughs> I do know what you mean. Like I can, I'm 31. So like I've noticed a bit of a difference sometimes if I go to places. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, okay. I am like, 
I'm like I'm the, old I'm the old, now. I'm the I'm older like a one now. Mature group. Yeah, that's how I yeah, felt. Yeah. We went next door, and it was Freight Island. And I don't know if you've ever been there. If anybody listening has ever been there before, fucking go. It is so good. It's like it's attached to the same building. I don't know how they do their acoustics in there because we could not hear anything. Oh really? Yeah, and it's attached to the same building. And I went in, and there's like S Club Seven playing, Mamma Mia playing, and I was like, I'm in my element right now. That's I'm like so my happy. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm going back in to the warehouse so project. I'm so happy. I'll catch you like later. <laughs> oh no, it was too good. It was too good. But then Henry got bored because that's not his vibe, and he got bored. And he, I was like, fair as I asked you to leave the other place so I guess we're gonna leave this place too so then we went home got pizza and literally <laughs> went to bed that night anyways I can't even remember what I was talking oh yeah Raven Raven outfit so bang an outfit but more importantly let's talk about the psychology <laughs> behind negative thinking so Zoe um it's been a little while I won't lie but for the majority of my life up until the last like three four years whenever I'd go shopping something that I love doing by the way I would just feel like so nervous and find it so nerve wracking because I knew every single time I went into the changing room or if I bought something and I didn't try it on, it would never fit me if I like risked it kind of thing and just took it home and tried it on and it would never fit. Or if something didn't fit and it was like a size medium, but I'm supposed to be a size 10 to 12, why is it not fitting? And it's me thinking, oh, I've gained weight. Oh, I need to change my body. Like I've just, I, I was just always having like a negative and like awful experience when it was, I was shopping, when I was trying to buy clothes. And it, it would come to the point where I just kind of like stopped shopping. Mm. Or if I did shop, then I'd only go online and I'd buy like four sizes and I would go two sizes above, two sizes below or whatever, just to find like the size that fit. But even if a size fit, but let's say it was a size 16, I'd return it because I didn't want to be a size 16. Mm. Like why the fuck <laughs> do I feel or did I feel so shit? And like, why do girls like boys as well? Like why do people feel so shit about having to up their sizing in mm. clothes but feel so crap because you go shopping and things don't fit like why why are you automatically thinking like okay I'm not good enough I've gained weight and it's a bad thing when it's not a fucking bad thing even if you have and why am I feeling like so negative about this whole situation when yes it's frustrating you haven't found something that can fit but you will find something that fits like you will if you go to the next shop and the next shop like you will mm. I just don't get it so I think when it comes to your like self body image and how we feel about ourselves, I feel a lot of that is based around social pressures mm. and what has been generally speaking over a lot of like our lifetime. Yeah. A certain image or a certain body shape that people should are pleased to right or it's been in a lot of like the media or social media mm. so I think those social pressures take a huge part of that up and that then makes people feel that they are not normal and I'm like doing that obviously in quotation marks <laughs> because there is no normal um and the reason why we all want to fit in is because we're social creatures and we want to be able to be relatable and for people to accept us within their groups. Okay. And a lot of that then, psychologically speaking, that comes back to the fact that 
we need to be in groups to be able to survive. But when, when you when you say going back to it, you mean like years and years ago, like cavemen years? Yeah. So when we were cave people, we were developing, right? When we were developing as humans, we yeah. created a lot of um, makeup in our, in our DNA to help us survive. And today, your body's main prerogatives are to survive. Like that's one of the biggest things that your body is trying to do is to try to keep you alive day in, day out. Okay. And where I think that that starts to become tricky is that our minds can tell us things that we think are trying to sabotage us, are try are thinking negatively mm. um, and are trying to make us feel shit. And a lot of what our bodies and our, our minds are trying to do is linking it back to the fact that we're just trying to survive, right? And your body's main prerogative is to tr- make you survive day in, day out. So there could then be a link between how you feel in that changing room when you're trying something on and it doesn't fit. There will be then ideas that you have that makes you feel that you're not good enough and that then trickles back to the fact that if you're not good enough then you might not be accepted into certain social social groups and if you're not accepted into certain social groups our mind is thinking the worst because it has to because it has to think the worst to keep you alive so it's saying your mind kind of goes through this like thread of thoughts yeah it's like it can start from i don't look very good in this um nobody's gonna I'm not going to be able to go out and because I won't be able to feel good in it when I am out. Yeah. That means that, you know, I'm going to be rejected from, I don't know, guys, girls, whoever, groups of friends. And your mind will then trickle down this thread and it will think, OK, that means that it always just constantly thinks of the worst case. Um, is it almost like you're if you're not accepted into the group, then like back in the day, you were like at a higher risk of dying yeah, like not absolutely. surviving absolutely and that's why <laughs> when I'm standing in that ch- changing room and I'm like why does this not fit why does this top like not go over my head I neg- like naturally think negatively about myself yeah and want myself to be different because I think I need to be different to be better yeah to be able to fit yeah what be- the fuck man <laughs> because your mind is thinking like what? if I'm if I'm not in this group if I'm not going to be accepted yeah then the likelihood is then I'll be rejected from that group and if I'm rejected from that group then I'll be on my own and back when back way way when we worked <laughs> like cave people for oh example my God, yeah like, if you were on your own you weren't your chances of survival were so, so slim. So that's why we created rejection. So we create what? We created the feeling of rejection. (laughs) Guys, you know, I hate to be rejected. (laughs) And like my, and that, but that means that your, your mind is working right. Like that Uh, means, yeah, that's a, it's a, in a way it's a good thing. And I'll explain why. So, we developed rejection as part Strapped of our. In. <laughs> <Ready>. <laughs> we developed rejection as a part of our DNA mm-hmm. because we realised that in the group we needed to be in groups to be able to survive. So we need to be in these packs. We need to be in tribes, and if we were rejected from those tribes, it meant that your survival rate just completely plummeted. So we created 
these feelings of rejection which sometimes physically hurt Mm -hmm. because we wanted rejection to feel so painful that if you ever did anything that potentially created some sort of threat of rejection it would hurt so much that you wouldn't do it again so that then you wouldn't be rejected from that group fucking hell okay that does make a lot of sense it does but it's shit <laughs> because over like the the years of my life if i'm in a situation i you guys you know that like, i used to have such a fear of like rejection when it came to like friendships and that fear of rejection put me into a corner where i no longer like reached out and made effort and would make the first move when it came to friendships because i was so fearful mm. of that rejection that could or couldn't happen and it, it's like total self-sabotage. And I'm yeah. like sitting here like four times a month, every single Wednesday, telling the girls like, listen, you've got to put your first foot forward. You've got to just go mm. for it. And you've got to like not be fearful of that rejection or not be fearful of stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. But it's so scary to the point where like years ago, it pushed me into a corner and I didn't feel like I could step out of it. So why? Like, I understand that that's come now. I understand <laughs> that's come from a place of like survival from back Mm. in the day but why to this day when we know society doesn't operate that way and the way that we live our lives is not based on survival of the fittest in that sense yeah why do we still put ourselves in these corners in these boxes and like feel it so deeply and harshly in our chest when you're like that friend clearly does want to be your friend and that just hurts so much yeah and i think that we've evolved as humans quite rapidly Mm. and our processes of what we developed you know our process of thinking if you get rejected it means you know this is really simple terms obviously really simplified but that thought process of if I'm rejected from this group it means that then I might not my chances of survival are going to be low because I'm not going to be able to eat I'm not going to be able to hunt I'm not going to be able to have anywhere to sleep um and then my likelihood of my demise is quite high right yeah Nowadays, you still have those, it's ingrained in our DNA, right? It's how we operate. It's So we still have those feelings, but obviously we're not in our society and most people are not in that point where it means that if you are rejected from a social group that you will then, your chances of survival are low. But our minds haven't caught up with where we are today. Oh, so it's like we've almost developed as a society quicker. Yeah, we've developed super DNA has kind of transferred. Yeah, but this happens in all generations, right? It takes a long time for our bodies to adapt and develop to our environments. And... At the moment, you know, our environments are changing at such a rapid pace yeah. that it is going to take us a, a while to get used to it. But we eventually will get used to it. But then something else. But will, it'll be different. But by then the time something we else do. will happen. Do you think we're like this is a almost like a clear? And I don't know if you're even going to want to answer this, but like a clear sign that in black and white we are developing too fast, like in the world, like technology, society, social norms, like everything is just moving that little bit too fast or maybe way too fast to the point where we as humans in our brains and in our minds and our hearts, we physically cannot keep up. Mm. I don't have too much insight into into it. I would say that technology, everybody can agree, has advanced us Mm. quite rapidly. Yeah, massively. And it is about us. You know, there, there, there are 
positives to that and there are negatives. And in every situation and every new sorts of environments we go through, we go through as a society, there are always going to be pros and cons mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. I think there are lots of pros around the technology that's being developed, but then there, you know, the biggest form of negativity that I see from the work that I do is how lonely it's making people. Yes. And that yes. is something that I can comment on because I have experience with working with people and I'm doing lots of research into society and how to make people happier and <laughs> uh, more productive and more motivated and be able to like enjoy their lives a little bit more. Yeah. And it we always, love. Yeah, we <laughs> love that. And it always, you know, at the moment, a huge part of it comes back to loneliness and you know, the World Health Organization They've just put out uh, a statement about how um, loneliness is one of the biggest global threats at the moment. So, oh my God, that has been impacted by technology, but it also, we are social creatures, like we are supposed to be together. Yeah. And if you look at like the passage and the, the timeline of, of where we are today, we've gone from being in big groups and villages and communities to even in like classrooms yeah university lectures yeah exactly to being in a job exactly you could be working solo or with like three other people on your team yeah exactly and you know before we all used to live very close together and now people's main aims are to have a big old house just for themselves and just for their family so like you're separating it and we didn't used to you know we didn't really used to have that you know way i'm talking way 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 back when right well yeah go on sorry I was totally gonna interrupt okay sorry let me interrupt when you're talking about moving away from homes moving away from families like after I went to India in February this is like to see all of my family my mom's side of the family a lot of my family it's all very much like that like everyone still pretty much lives in the same village everyone lives around the corner from each other and everyone is very heavily involved in each other's lives and like the United Kingdom after getting back from uh India and having like been to America and been to some other countries around the world over the last like 10 years I've realized how far advanced the United Kingdom is in that sense and you're Mm. so right like even my personal goal is you know to have a huge house in the countryside with a thousand dogs and raise my children raise my family there with Henry but back in the day the goal was for people to like live together and that's what people naturally did they stuck together because you're stronger in a pack like you said and I do think that there are so many places in the world where actually a lot of people are happier mm. and living more joyful lives because they have those simple things mm. that are almost like the root of like human existence of sticking together of community of being a pack and being like having that sense of unity and belonging yeah. whereas like now the more I succeed and I say that with quotation marks because that's just success to someone's eyes yeah. no it's not it, <clears throat> success is only in the eye of the beholder oh see how i used that other quote i see okay and so <laughs> taking that i've actually you know to my family in india i'm probably not that very successful even though we've got a nice house and we've got you know mm. these things for for ourselves and it's just looking at it from a different lens i guess yeah absolutely and like success is defined so differently from you know culture to culture to, yeah. to person to person person yeah and you have to try and just des- decide what success feels like for you mm. there's so, so much research though and they they all come back to like quite fundamental things and you know you hear of all these research studies that have been done on people throughout their lives and 
people who are, you know, about to um, about to p- pass away, and and they're asked about their happiness levels and what they wish they'd done more and less of, and it all centers around people who have a community yeah. or have communities or have a family or family, have like friends. friends around them feel that or just have a sense of belonging and that can come in any form that is the thing that really keeps you content throughout your life yeah and you know but then with technology for example I, I I don't I my family are from Bristol. All of my family live in Bristol. No one's ever left. I'm the only person that's left. No and way. Yeah, and like I love living in London, but I really miss them. And it's, I go yeah. back and try and see them as much as I can. But luckily I have WhatsApp. I have <laughs> I can call them, like got video calls. You call can them. FaceTime, yeah. And that's because of technology. Yeah. So right? it, it helps so, and it's not the same, but it has allowed like enabled you to live a different life that you didn't yeah. necessarily feel like you could live in Bristol. Exactly. But I also think then that in that sense, if you can almost then rely on that little bit too much, mm. so it can feel that you're really close to them and it can feel that you're, I'm still really involved with them because I'm, so I talk to them every single day, but what's all throughout the day, yeah. like me and my mum and my dad are messaging <laughs> and then I'll call them as much as I can. And that can potentially give like a false sort of, connection yeah and I think it still is a connection and that still is community and that is some people's only resource of being able to contact their families and their friends um but it's not the same it's not the same as like you sitting in the room being there like physically yeah yeah and like having this is why I really like believe in like energies and like people's energy having a huge impact on you because yeah. sometimes even being in the room with like my sister can make me feel a lot better than you know being on the phone to her even yeah. if we're not speaking to each other in the room but we're speaking on the phone like it's very it's different and yeah. I think it's because you have that physical energy yeah. and I really I like visually imagine like energy balls bouncing off of each other yeah. and like merging and sharing it and, is it is and you know like if you hug somebody yeah like that gives you a huge boost of endorphins and mm. dopamine, which is obviously the happy chemicals. Yeah. So like, there's, it's not the same as you hug it. Like you, you can tell someone you love them over the phone, but if you have like a, a hug with them for like, you know, 10, 20, 30, even 30 seconds, right? That gives you a bigger hit. And that's like that energy bouncing, right? Because that's mm. that dopamine going up. That's your um, cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone, which is then being... Uh, reduced um and you are you're physically getting these happy chemicals like popping off in your body yeah that is that energy exchange that you were talking about and i and i you can definitely like i come off the phone to my dad and i have i feel happy like because we always have really great conversations but it's not the same as when i'm in the room with him and i can give him a big hug yeah and we can have a laugh i totally relate to this (laughs) because like why I started girls club homies was the realization that I was actually really isolated and mm. I'd, I'd isolated myself like physically by moving to a town you know we were speaking I was just telling Zoe on the way here that we're moving house well we, by the time you guys are listening to this actually we would have moved mm, and we would have yeah. been living there for two weeks I believe so I felt really isolated and I didn't realize that's what I had been feeling and the reason that I never put it down to loneliness and isolation is because of my social platforms like Mm. I speak to people 
every day, all day, every day. I am on the phone to people. I'm emailing people. I'm FaceTiming like my sister during the day. I'm meeting like a fr- the odd friend here and there for lunch, but that would only happen like maybe once a month. Um, but then I'm constantly leaving the house and I'm going to events and I'm doing mm. stuff at the weekend. But it was all at such a fast pace that I almost felt like I was, well, I realised I was feeling isolated throughout all of that because I was never, one, stopping to be like present in the moment when I was with people physically and two, when I was thinking that I was having that connection with people and I was having those interactions, it was all done through technology that I almost became, like got sucked into that and got so lost and reliant on it Mm. that that was my only way of connecting to people for a little while. And it was purely because I was not present for a very long time when it came to that like, physical side of things that you and I sitting here today god I've had so many podcast recordings guys I've had so many podcast recordings where I've sat in the room with the person and I'm thinking about the next thing I have to do after the podcast I'm thinking about the next thing that I have to do for the next recording and I was doing that but thinking about this person but for the last recording and I just was have not been like present Mm. and then realizing that I'd isolated myself in that sense um and then starting Girls Club Homies and really like focusing on connecting people and using on online to bring it offline yeah. and helping girls, you know, whether they're like self-employed like me and don't have like a Christmas do or they're just work from home girlies and just feel a little bit like isolated or actually you can work in an office five days a week. You could just feel like you maybe move to a new area or you have absolutely no reason, mm. but you just feel like you want to make new friends. Yeah. This is the place to do it. And ever since I started that, it's really helped me to understand the importance of taking a step back, mm. pausing, breathing, being present right there and then. And it was our first like event when we did it in September that made me realise that because I had been working so hard with Brona in the lead up to the event. We were so excited. The event came and I was like, shit, like I'm literally standing in the room with 40 girls right now who are all here to like meet one another, make friends and be feeling isolated in some way. Like we all are going through the same thing. Mm. And I'm still thinking about like, okay, shit, are we on time for this? Are we on time for that? Like, no, stop and just breathe. And I just took like 10 minutes out in the back room at the that event and I just breathed and I was like, right, yeah. I need to be present. And I just, from then on, and literally from then on, that point onwards, I have felt so much more present and like mm. in the moment and experiencing these like day-to-day connections and obviously we've moved now but I'm actually moving tomorrow (laughs) because we're secretly recording this a little bit early but I'm really excited for moving because I feel like it will enable me to be more physically involved with a lot more people like I have all of my family in Reading and that just really circles back to what you were saying like that's what's drawn me back to Reading because you guys know I've been egging Henry on for London for like, for like so long to the point where like London has been the goal, London has been the goal. And then I realised actually we're going to be moving to Reading where all of my family live, like my cousins, my aunties. Anaya is only going to be like 45 minutes away, which is my sister's baby, by the way. And I'm so fucking excited and I already feel like that sense of belonging and connection yeah. and community again and I'm not even there yet you know yeah. and it really just come back to that and that that's that's what I realize my goal is is to be with my people yeah. and to be within my community yeah so that's crazy and that's like huge we're starting to see more and more how people are feeling so disconnected yeah and that's exactly what we need we need more events we need more access to 
these types of communities. We need to empower people to be able to go and f- seek out these communities because there are so many communities out there and it does take a lot to be able to go on your own to a community that you don't know. Yeah. You know, first off, you have to find it. Then you have to kind of pluck up the courage to get yourself there. Mm. And it is awkward. Like, I recently started playing football and I play with two um, two different teams. So I've got two new communities and I'm extroverted. I'm so outgoing. I'm, I'm, com- I'm confident. Mm-hmm. But I even, those first few weeks, you feel nervous yeah and I'm turning up and like everybody's got their friends already <laughs> like everyone's chatting yeah everyone's kind of got these jokes and then I'm just kind of stood there not knowing anything about football yeah <laughs> so I'm like so bad at football <laughs> that's so funny I have never played it before like I don't know any of these people and everyone was so lovely don't get me wrong everybody's always like people were chatting to me asking me questions which is when you know you're in the right community if they're can see that you're new asking you how are you like Aww, what are you doing like, do you wanna, nice. this is how we do it like that's when you know you're in a, a, a good place in a good place but it took me a few weeks right and every week I had to kind of like get up and I was like right I'm gonna go even if it's a bit awkward <laughs> and it is awkward it's awkward in those first few moments right it's awkward in those first few weeks but then you start making those connections and then you start feeling as a part of that community yeah but you have to put that effort in yeah you have to take those steps yeah and like and if there isn't a community out there that you think speaks to you then you start your own yeah that's it that's what I felt like I needed to do with homies because yeah I couldn't find like there are insane communities on the internet like truly 20s you've got gals who communities and there's a few more that I've seen like the lonely club things like that and I've I love like I can see the benefits and I love each of them and I'm involved in each of them to like an extent but I didn't feel quite like it was exactly what I needed and that's why I wanted to start homies because now I'm actually putting myself in positions where and don't get me wrong guys like I know same as you I'm I'm quite a confident person I'm extroverted but I've still felt like it's been so nerve-wracking even just launching it even just Mm. telling people inviting people hoping people will join and it's been amazing but now to like go on to basically go onto Facebook and it sounds like so simple go onto Facebook and go onto the page and introduce myself and I'm like hi guys like I'm Rosie this is why I've joined like this is why I've started this this is why I've been feeling this way and I just want to meet like other girlies like these are my hobbies these are my interests like is anybody else into these kind of things and just putting that foot foot forward and almost like exposing yourself and just like putting yourself out there like can go so far into helping you find that community and Mm. even in doing that like so many of my close friends have come to me and be like I've been feeling this exact same way but like me didn't know what it was and didn't know how to word it and didn't know exactly what they were feeling because I think isolation is a really weird thing to feel because you're like by human nature you are still surrounded by people more often than not and it's really weird to feel mm. isolated and to identify it as isolation. Um, and now I really understand myself a little bit better. Firstly, for why the fuck I'm moving back to Reading <laughs> to be with my people, my family, but also with homies to like have that sense of belonging and to yeah. have that girl, that girl chat that, you know, like whether it's the football girls or the netball girls or the running girls or maybe it's the girls that like staying in on a Thursday night and watching films and yeah. shit like that, read a book, like whatever. It's just nice to have those people around you that 
you know, help you feel that sense of community, I guess, help you feel seen and heard and mm. really validate those feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, like with communities, it it does, your community can be two of you, mm. three of you, four of you, it can be a hundred of you. It doesn't necessarily have to be this like huge group of people for it to feel like a community. Like you bring the community to it and the community is just that commitment to each other that you're going to show up for each other <laughs> and that you're going to create a sense of belonging yeah. within each other. That's lovely. So kind of going back a few steps, when it comes to even just putting your first step forward and trying to like immerse yourself into that community, why is it that like naturally you start thinking like the worst, like no one's going to reply, no one's going to care, no one's going to even like like be interested in being my friend or what if like people think I'm silly for doing this or if I what if I go to this event like this is something that's so real actually what if I turn up to this like girls club homies event and I've turned up on my own and everybody else has their friends there and like nobody wants to talk to me like why am I like me and like so many people naturally thinking of all of those negative outcomes instead of focusing on the positive like by nature mm. you know why are we thinking of the negative first and from what you've said already, I guess, you know, you're circling it back to way beyond time. <laughs> Dinosaur way years. Before us. <laughs> way before us. Way before Facebook. <laughs> when we're trying to survive. And I understand now that it, it is like ingrained into our DNA that we need to think negatively so that we can survive. But is there a way or like something that we can do to help us move forward in a more positive way um whilst understanding that yes you're going to have these negative thoughts but there is still that sense of control that you can do something about it yeah absolutely and it goes back to everything I always try and preach and is what the work I do which is, is targeted at is at the first thing I believe that help can get people on the way to understanding themselves and therefore becoming a bit more happier and mm. feeling more confident, etc. Yeah. Is understanding the basic principles of the science and the psychology of your mind and then implementing that into your daily life. So we've spoken about negative thoughts and we spoke a lot about the rejection piece. In general, in uh, every single day, we have up to 80,000 thoughts. Sorry, 80,000? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and within those thoughts, eighty around 83% of them are negative. Get out. 80,000 and then 83%. Yeah. You've actually blown my mind. Yeah. And 80, then 13% are repetitive from yesterday. So you don't have an original thought or what is that like 4% left? <laughs> yeah which is then that room for like it's between like seven and 15 percent of like positive thoughts naturally oh like just naturally, naturally okay right? without like training your brain or being yeah. like conscious okay and that is because <laughs> we have to think negatively to keep us alive so f for example you would want to think negatively if you were walking down the road it was dark mm. and you heard somebody running behind you yes you need to think negatively because potentially that could be danger yeah which then means you're you might not survive so that instinct when you turn around yeah or you start panicking that is that negative thinking right but that's 
providing safety for it's you. Providing you to be alert. It's providing yeah. you to think. I can hear something. Something's happening. That's a potential threat to to me and my survival. So then you check it, and then you know, then you do whatever you need to do in that situation. Right. This is exactly why Solly is around, guys. This is. Have you heard of the app Solly? I have. I fucking love this app. It's like the female safety app. Yes. And if you're exactly in that situation, you're walking home at night, you hear something behind you, you don't like feel very like comfortable, very safe. There's a fucking button. You just press on that app and it calls a solly sister. I am one of a solly sister now. You call a solly sister and they can like just chat to you and help like comfort you. And I don't know, you can pretend that you're talking to your dad on the phone or something like that just to help like get rid of any threats, like potential threats like how great is that yeah, but amazing. that that is actually crazy that going back to time back in time that's kind of why solely exists because yeah. we have that natural instinct to think negatively of and course yeah absolutely and like you know oh my god when we were developing right if we heard a noise in the distance mm. it potentially meant that somebody was coming to you know kill you to, to, <laughs> yeah to, to kill you or to um, take over your where your tribe was or your group of people, oh right? My God. So you had to think negatively. Always had to be on. We need it when you're walking along the road. The reason why you don't step out in front of the bus is because you know that that's a threat. That's your negative thinking. You know, very quickly, and we don't even. It's some a lot of it's like in our subconscious. You know, that you're not going to step out in front of the bus because the bus is going to hit you, and the, the, the bus will hit you. Would that be one of the eighty three percent of negative thoughts? Yes, yeah, so like that's like considered. negative thoughts are just like having to like keep you okay. alive, right? Yeah. Now, that's actually really helped you to understand it to put that in perspective. Because yeah. I thought, how the hell am I having like eighty thousand thoughts a day, and on average eighty three percent of them are negative? And I actually, it's, yeah, it's just it's I just, can't your body, I can like, imagine your body that. Your body wants that to keep sense. you alive it wants yeah. you to like it wants you to survive and thrive survive <laughs> and thrive okay yeah it wants it to like it really is every single day trying to make you do that so by us understanding the makeup of ourselves a little bit more it can then move us into then how we change our mindset a little bit and try and in- bring down not bring down those negative thoughts because you need them but yeah. understand them to then make changes that are gonna help you feel a bit more content throughout the day mm-hmm. so we need those negative thoughts now for example if you get an email from your boss at work <laughs> right and they say you know when those classic emails and they're yeah. like come here i need to talk to you this afternoon oh my god it's yeah. like i think those emails should be banned yes firstly i think if your <laughs> boss has something to talk to you i think they need to call you straight up oh. or just go over and be like and say the top line first and say Everything's okay, by the way. I just need to... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but why, but, do, why do bosses need to give that reassurance? I do understand it because in this same instance, like I've... So I'm in a really weird position right now, girls. I've got four girls working for me now and I'm now that figure where if I'm emailing and I'm just like busy and I'm just like being a bit blunt and I'm just like, hey girls, we need to have a chat in five. I just want to let them know that, oh my God, all the tickets have sold out and now we need to do this. Now we need to do that, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But I'm so like conscious of how I word things and like adding like emojis and like kisses, <laughs> yeah. which is very much me anyway, sugarcoating everything. But I'm so conscious I have to do that in a professional environment now because when I had a boss <laughs> in my last job, if he'd be like, Rosie, are you free? I need to call you about something. I'm getting sacked. I'm getting fired. Right. I'm gone. And that's I've that, done something wrong. That's that survival, <laughs> like coming back in. So like, 
it's still that's a threat mm. right yeah that's a threat it's, it's a it's not the same threat but it's kind of sits in the same area as a threat way 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 back when when there was potentially another tribe coming to attack us right oh my God. That, that's a threat so your threat is that your manager wants a um wants to have a conversation with you you're getting fired right so your mind goes i'm gonna get fired if i get fired then that means i'm not gonna be able to pay my rent if i don't pay my rent then it means that i'm not gonna be able to live in to live in my flat which means that potentially this could happen and this could happen yeah and this could happen, right so your mind spirals because your mind because yeah because your mind just wants <laughs> to keep you alive right yeah but there's, it's, it's hard to distinguish between how severe those threats are right yeah. but that you need that negativity because if you just thought oh it doesn't matter i'll just do whatever at work yeah then you would get fired right so you have to have that that for survival yeah for survival now where they're not helpful is then when we they spiral out of control mm-hmm and that can almost be related back to, you know, when you're in the changing room, you're trying clothes on or you're getting that email. You literally feel like you're bullying yourself. Yeah. Like you're just being horrible to yourself. And there's, I just feel now like there's just no reason for it. Yeah. And to get into such like an emotional state and you're in that changing room and you're like, I need to get rid of this. Why do I have this? This is so ugly. I feel disgusting. Like all this, like you're literally, like you would never, I'd never say that to you, Zoe. I would never say that to my mum. I'd never say that to Henry. I would never say that to someone around me. Why am I saying it to myself? And it's just the most horrible like space, like headspace to be in. Yeah. That's when it goes too far. Absolutely. And like, you know, that is those instincts that come in, but that's also the experiences that you've gone through in your life. Yeah. That would be things that, you know, if somebody's said something about the way you look, even if that's your your mum years ago and they didn't mean to, Our and mummies. they said, <laughs> and they said like, "Oh, you wearing that?" Oh my god! Like my mum, my yeah. mum's. I said to my mum, "Stop saying that now." <laughs> She's like, "Oh, you wear you wearing that tonight?" Don't say that. Obviously, to me. I'm wearing that. Oh my god, it's so I've got triggering. My bag on. <laughs> I'm about to go out the door. Do you know what I mean? But like, that's just our language, and I think. We all need to do a little bit better at that. Yeah. But um, my mum, sorry, my mum's one was like constantly, it does nothing for you. I'm right, like, yeah. they're clothes. <laughs> I haven't hired them to work for me. They're not doing anything for me. I'm wearing them. Yeah. And she's like, it does nothing for you. And that's like, the, you that's... gave me massive hips, hun. So unless you're <laughs> going to pay the extra for me to get some like nice trousers, I'm going to have to stick to this Primark shit, okay? Oh, it just triggers me still. And like that, that's experiences that they've gone through, right? So they'll, more than likely, people would have said similar, similar things to them, right? So that's yeah. like, that's learnt behaviours and generational it's not trauma. All, yeah, and it's not all just like the survival and the rejection, the DNA, like all of it is also the experiences that people have been through, right? So it's mm. all kind of blended into one. And even with the work email, you know, there might have been a situation where, at work actually you did get really in trouble once yeah. that's going to stick into your mind right yeah and you're going to think god and especially if you've maybe have been let go before made redundant yeah. like that's like that's Oops. that's lowercase trauma yeah so you've got like these bits of trauma these experiences that you go through that all blend into that negative thinking as well right yeah so it can feel uh it can feel super intense but that negative thinking of, you know, when you are in the changing room and um, just using that as an example, what happens is we then start to spiral and 
we spiral because of what we've you know what we've gone through but what you can do is you can speak to yourself and try and bring yourself round so instead of saying oh why are you thinking like this or I don't look very good in this and um oh god nothing fits me like instead of being frustrated at yourself yeah because like you you your our main aim should be to try and make our mind a nice place to be yeah because it's just you and your mind yeah you can have as many friends around you as many family the the most incredible communities in the world right but if the relationship with yourself aka the relationship you know in your where and it starts in your mind right if that isn't a nice place to be and you're not nurturing that relationship then everything else is going to be affected by it Mm. and all it is is and there's there's a term for it so you can have um and I, and I talk about it as, as my my there's a negative voice and a positive voice right sometimes that's what that's what it feels like where that one where you think oh actually I look really good in that this top and then you'll go oh but you know your arms look a bit big in it <laughs> right so that's like the play on like the negative and the positive yeah. you've got the cheerleader and then you've got literally this... like the devil and the angel right yeah exactly yeah. and I call mine and I, I talk to my clients about this and the people I work with is I call that negative voice the younger version of me oh right and then I call the positive that the, the, the person I am now okay and that younger voice is coming up because of the experiences she's gone through yeah and maybe somebody has repeatedly told her that she doesn't look very good in something <laughs> or you know maybe she's looked back at pictures of when she thought she looked really good on a night out and then you look yeah. back and think oh god oh god that, like, that angle yeah i have that with a picture from uni guys i'm actually going to show you because it's come i've come up on you know when you get those like pictures of the day yeah come up sometimes really they recently. are beautiful reminders but also you know when like an x or something pops up Ooh, and no, you're like i thought i deleted that no, one long gone long gone honey i've got this picture called i think i might have even deleted it it was so bad the other day but i basically got this picture where i'm at uni i'm on a night out and i'm standing there and what i think is like the most gorgeous dress i've ever worn it's purple and it's like kind of like a muted purple color and now i've grown up to realize that i suit color color not muted colors and it's this muted color purple anyway it's really low cut like plunge coming down to my boobies and on my legs it's like slits open in the middle which is like super unflattering on my body 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 shape because I walk because my hips are wide and my thighs are big I walk and you basically are about this far away from seeing my knickers <laughs> and the top is so low down that my boobs are totally out anyway the picture is taken from an above angle uh-uh not my angle let me get it up to show you you can see everything like everything and, and those awful. are the little things that are gonna be instilled into your mind right yeah of the you left the house thinking you look amazing <laughs> seen a picture and you don't like you don't like the picture you right? absolutely do not look amazing i can't deal see this <laughs> right you know when this is look the, at everything this is sometimes the delusion though that we can sometimes have about ourselves <laughs> because of those experiences I think you look lush. Mm -mm. You're a liar. No, I'm actually not. <laughs> You're I think that's lying. A I think that's a nice dress. I love how boobalicious it is. <laughs> see, I, I look can't at that see and I think, at all. I think I look like trash. Let you me see, see it again. It's so interesting. I look, I look awful. My smile's cute because my smile's always been cute. I don't know if you guys can see that one so far away. I might have to get like Tally to zoom in on this really deeply. Oh wrong person 
I don't think I don't think that looks bad. She's a slag. I kind of love it. Kind of love it. But I hate. No, I don't love it. My boob is out. Like my actual boob, like whole boob, is out for show. It's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. <laughs> See, negative self-talk. Why am I doing it when I actually do love myself and I love younger Rosie? Like that, that's what it means. So, like that's that. Still catch myself doing it all the time. And that's that negative. And that's why I say, like, when I've started to go on a bit of a negative spiral, and especially like with the people I work with, is that that negative voice. If you think of it as that younger version of yourself, knowing mm. that the psychology of your mind is to put. Like, to naturally have a lot of negative thoughts and that version of your younger self is is being negative because of past experiences it's been through yeah it's it's scared right it's it's worried it's it's fearful for you maybe all it's trying to do is trying to protect you yeah i think when i look at that photo i think to myself like like six months after that i'm in a woman's suit tending an office every single day like perhaps if I were to see that photo or like behave like that, I wouldn't be respected. I wouldn't do like perform well, do well at my job, and I wouldn't. And it's so it is so ingrained, and it's so to do with like yeah. society and everything that we yeah. have experiences. Yeah. yeah, and the pressures, everything we brought up around. But I wouldn't hire me if I looked at that. And maybe I'm so like career focused now. And at the time of that picture, I was just thinking about how I'm getting home from the nightclub. I wasn't actually thinking about any of that. That maybe I am like kind of bullying myself a little bit to think like that's unacceptable and to be like dressed and looking like that is totally unacceptable because I wouldn't survive in my current life now if that's how I was kind of behaving. Do you know what I mean? Would you say that that makes sense or am I way off? I think you've been quite harsh on yourself. (laughs) I feel like if, so if you, you think if you wore that outfit nowadays that you wouldn't be taken seriously Mm. or you wouldn't have like, you wouldn't be able to show up in the job that you do today. I, I just wouldn't do it. Like I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't. Which is kind of funny because I do get my boobs out online and like I'm really here for it, embracing yeah. what's natural. And, you know, I get my boobs out now, but with a totally different objective maybe before it was probably different to what it is now. And now yeah. it's more so to help women understand that saggy boobs can still be sexy, like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I think like, you know, I don't know like how you're feeling on that day or if they're you wore that dress because you felt really good in it. And if you felt good in it at the moment, like that isn't a crime. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you left the house thinking you felt good. Yeah. We all look back at pictures and say, oh God, what was I wearing? <laughs> and if it is about your booze being out, then that is a lot of kind of social constructs that have been built around women. Yeah. You know, in one in one aspect, we're sexualized, and that's yeah. what people want to see. But I'm totally sexualizing that but then, as well. But then, you know, don't get out too much. But like, that's pressures that are put on you from other people. Like, you loved that outfit at the time. You went out thinking that you you were confident. You mm. had a good night. Did you have a good night? Yeah. Right. So, like, that's fucking. <laughs> it's sick. enough. Yeah. Like, that's cool. God, I feel like I've just had like a little bit of a telling off, but in a good way. <laughs> like in a good way. But that, yeah, this is this is very real for me right now and there's some things I wouldn't wear that I wore when I was younger but you're just developing you're understanding you're like finding your feet with things yeah I'm sure in 30 years time I might look back and think oh my god I can't believe I 
rocked up in a denim two piece and <laughs> TNs. And do you I love not, it. And I'm obsessed I mean? with it. Like, yeah, I hear yeah. I hear Because ya. trends change and you change as a person. Yeah. Um. I so who I was in this picture, like I. No, I'm not dissociated, but I I know I am someone that's so different now, yeah. and in a good way. I wasn't happy back then. Yeah. These were probably during the toughest years of my life, mm. and maybe more so when I look at that picture. You're right. Maybe I'm not just even just criticizing what I'm wearing, but it's more about the girl that's in the picture and how I felt at that time yeah, than course. it is about actually what I'm wearing. Yeah, and it's hard to look back, right, and think, God, I was really going through it then mm. and you think oh poor little me like I didn't realize yeah. how bad I was yeah and then when you're bad. out the other side of it you can look back and think that was really tough like bless her and I have this with some <laughs> you know I'll see some pictures of me or people talk about certain points and I'm like I was so unhappy then oh, god and like yeah poor, bless me for like mm. getting up each morning going out if I wanted to go out in the evening, putting on that, painting on that smile, <laughs> painting on the vibes. And then actually that was a really, really low period. I yeah. think that's us again, like that's the side of us where we can be really nurturing to ourselves and we only know what we know at the time. Mm -hmm. In every single moment, I have um, read this really beautiful, beautiful quote the other day and it said, you don't know, you've never been in this situation before, so you don't know how you're going to handle it. So stop putting pressure on yourself thinking that you should. So we come into these situations and we think, you know, we've had all this experience, like, yeah, we've done all this, like, yeah, you know, simplifying it down to like sitting on and doing this podcast, like you've done so many podcasts before, so have I, but we've never been in this moment together where we're talking about this, the way we're talking about it. We've ever been together on a podcast so this is the first experience we're having of it yeah so we shouldn't be hard on ourselves of like how it's going to turn out or what's gonna what's gonna happen or how we speak or what we look like because we've never had this this moment before right yeah so so true even though we've had all this experience with it mm. you're never going to have exactly the same situation again yeah and I think like going back to the the, the that positive and negative um voice in our heads that we have and that younger if we think of that negative voice as that's psychologically how we're made up and also blended into that is the experiences that we've been through yeah the good and the bad that voice my little zoe that gets nervous and gets worried and anxious about things that is because i um my makeup is built that way mm -hmm. so I have a lot of negative thoughts because I'm a human. Yeah. And because of all the experiences I've been through. So it's worried, like that voice is to basically wants you to survive, wants to kind of almost keep you in that comfort zone because it's worried if you branch out, something's going to happen. Yeah. And then you've got that like positive voice that's who you are today. And that voice has to kind of sometimes pull that negative voice along. So okay, yeah, it's like sitting yeah, there, with you. yeah, and being like in the changing room, being like, right, okay, so you don't like the way that you look at you look at the moment, okay? How come you don't like the way you look? Oh, because this this top says it was a medium and it doesn't fit me. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about we go to a shop where we know that the mediums will fit us? Okay, let's do that. Almost like being that 
person or that voice of comfort for yourself. Yeah. And this is why I taught like how you talk to yourself is so yeah, important. And I, yeah. And I know this, I know this through and through, but I still, you know, like we've just literally just experienced a minute ago, will find myself thinking of the negatives or picking on myself yeah. and like bullying myself slightly. But yeah, no, the reality is like the way that you talk to yourself is so important. And I do believe that that's something that you can really train mm. yourself to be better at. You'll never 100% like speak to yourself no. amazingly all the time. Like it's just not realistic. Absolutely not. But if you, you know, you're looking in the mirror and my way of learning this, I, I, I talked about this so much before, but guys, it's so, it feels cringe and it feels cliche because it's not the normal, but stand in front of a mirror, mirror once a day, every morning for the next week and just say one thing. And I don't care if you repeat the same thing, but just say one thing that you like about yourself. And every time you walk past a mirror, like later on through those days, you start to naturally like sway your eyes over to that thing that you like instead of constantly like mm. picking and looking at all the stuff that you don't like about yourself. And I found that to really like, enable me to train myself to be kinder to myself and yeah. to speak more positively because now it doesn't matter if there's a mirror there it doesn't matter if it's the morning it doesn't matter what situation I'm in I'm like hold on like actually that pink jumper you're wearing today is making you pop like you look good you know and you just learn how to get comfortable complimenting yourself yeah and then well from that that's where it started for me it'll be different for everybody but from that you know you can really work on how you speak to yourself with the small stuff and the big yeah. stuff and like everything in between yeah absolutely and like you're so right. And if you bring it back to the fact of like, you are never gonna every single second of the day have positive, happy thoughts mm. because your brain <laughs> is not chemically wired like that. Yeah. Like it, that is impossible. We're here to survive. We're here like- And thrive. <laughs> survive and thrive. If you link it back to thinking, okay, 83% of these thoughts are negative because it's trying, that's my instincts that's trying to keep me alive. Yeah. Like- you're obviously not every single second going to be having all these harmonious thoughts about you in the world because your brain literally isn't able to produce that. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is when you are having those negative thoughts and they're always going to come up and I have, them, I practice this day in, day out. Like I read, I research, I work with people. I have a therapist myself because I have to, I, you know, I, I, I love therapy, but I also have to have a therapist myself. You know, I have a coach. Um, I have a coach. I have all of these things that I know make people fundamentally happier, but I still get those negative thoughts yeah. because I'm a human. You have so much of that, like, knowledge in you. So much knowledge. So much, but you still, you know, will be like, oh, you look, your hair looks like shit today, like that kind exactly. of thing. Exactly, and, like, over the last few years, I've, realize what can make somebody's life fundamentally better and I've implemented those things and mm. I'm really fortunate that I've understood them and I've been able to implement them but I still have negative thoughts I still worry I still have these anxious thoughts I still worry about the future I still think about the past mm. but what I do now and this is what I teach people about is being able to when that negative thought happens is to stop yourself in that moment and when you start doing it, I like I advise people to like click. So just so it's just a bit of a poignant moment of like clicking, 
that negative that that's about to spiral and then having that conversation with yourself yeah and treating that negative thought as that younger version of yourself that's a bit scared that just needs protecting oh looking after her looking after her you're just you're just looking after that (laughs) that negative voice because it's scared and you're going to use your voice his that positive voice which is you today Mm -hmm. with the idea that you know things are going to be okay and you're going to talk that negative voice round and you're going to say how come you feel like this what can we do never use the word why <laughs> never okay. ask yourself why because okay. why has got negative connotations so if you're saying why are you feeling like this it's like if someone if i said to you oh, why have you moved that you're like oh god like how come oh like why shouldn't i have yeah That's so my it, immediate yes yeah, so it makes you think oh god i've done something wrong but if yeah. you say oh how come you moved that there it's an open-ended question oh, it yeah. doesn't feel as directed and it's like oh i just moved it because i was just sat here oh cool yeah rather than why have you moved that there because it makes you think you've done something wrong done something wrong so remove why from your vocabulary (laughs) don't say why so funny because when you meet a child who's like six years old everything they said like they ask is like oh why and you're like oh because the train does this but why oh because they do this and it's but that's that's language from adults who will then teach them oh why have you done this or this this if you teach them to use how and what like how come the train goes like that how come this like it, that's just that's just, just like learn. that's just learnt language. Oh, wow. um, but asking yourself what and how, this open-ended questions for yourself. It also works brilliantly if you're having any type of communication with anybody. <laughs> so instead of like I don't know, to your boyfriend, you know, when you go home, well, why have you not packed that? Uh, how come you haven't packed that? It opens like a. It just feels much friendlier. It's way friendlier. Yeah. It gives the person to have an open-ended question and think, oh, how come not I be on the do defense. that? And not be on the defence. Yeah. So we have to do that with ourselves. Yes. So if you catch okay. yourself going, and it does take practice, you'd be like, oh, why, do, why am I feeling like down today? Yeah. S- say, no, that's not what we're going to say. We're going to say, how come? <laughs> I feel down today. How come I feel down today? Oh my God, even just hearing you say that, like that just feels so much nicer. Like it's so much nicer. I feel down because, like yeah. you almost feel like you're in a, in a safe space. Exactly. Yeah. And you like, you have to ask yourself these questions and answer. So you have to think, well, okay, maybe I didn't, I didn't sleep very well last night. Okay. So that is, you know, we need sleep. And it's having this conversation of like, we, we're in this together. Okay, so we feel down today. We know we haven't had very much sleep. What can we do today that's going to make us feel a little bit better? Mm. Well, let's have a really yummy lunch. (laughs) And then let me message my best friend and ask her if she can have a call tonight or go for a coffee or whatever. And then you've got, okay, and then what else can you do? Okay, well, you know, you're not actually really in the mood to do X, Y, and Z. Can you can we push that to tomorrow? Can mm. you cancel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can can cancel that. Maybe we can't do that. Okay, so that's what we're working with. Protecting, like, guys, it's really important to protect yourself in those senses. Like, yeah. perform and do things and act upon what's going to be good for you on that day and in that moment. Exactly. And, you know, we relate this back to filling your own cup. Like, yeah. yes the Saturday night when you were really drunk with your friends or you were just whatever, you were like, yeah, I really want to go out on Wednesday. Let's do it. It gets to Wednesday. You're like, Actually, I've had a really bad day. What I need today is different to what I thought I would need mm. on, on Saturday or what I needed on Saturday. And just listening to that gut feeling and getting comfortable cancelling plans. Yeah. And that really helps you to like set new boundaries as well, like externally, mm. but also internally you're just looking after yourself a lot better and yeah. it really relates back to this of you know how you speak to yourself is that that defines how you look after yourself how you speak to yourself and protecting your time and your plans but 
that's more so protecting your energy and yeah. your emotions and doing what's right for you in those moments, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is really good advice, man. I'm really, I feel like this is so much stuff that I know, but I don't know at the same time. Like, you know, you need to speak better to yourself. Like me, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, you need to speak better to yourself. And you, you know that it's okay to cancel plans, but to really understand like all of this behind it and to taking it away back when to mm. when those cave men and women people were running around the world like it really it's really helpful to understand myself a lot better and not even be so mean to myself or like frustrated at myself when I do naturally think negatively in situations where a week ago I didn't think negatively mm. why are they still coming up like oh I'm so good at my self-love why am I still speaking to myself like even now why am I getting frustrated that I'm not as good as I was you know yeah. it's just a, such a spiral and it's just yeah. such a crazy like headspace to be in and it's so comforting to hear how normal like abnormal things are yeah and that's like key of what I always want to try and teach people is that there is a reason for every single emotional reaction you have yeah (laughs) and it's linked back to how we are made up as humans yeah or the experiences that you've been through right yeah and like you said, like there's, this is all stuff we know, right? And people say, you know, you need to talk to yourself better and be more mindful with your time. But if you just link it back to that psychology and the science behind us, then it gives you a bit more of a cushion and a bit more of a foundation and, and a reasoning, right? Because it's mm. like, I know that actually rejection feels like this because yeah because also like it fucking sucks like do you know what I mean if you're like broken up with and you want to be that person that that sucks rubbish yeah but the reason why it hurts so much and that it feels really clouded is because we have made rejection hurt we Mm. want it to physically hurt so having that kind of that bigger reason why help can then help you understand what you can do with it and like you say understand that it's not abnormal how you're feeling like you are actually just we're just one big chemical reaction basically (laughs) literally oh I love it and like and I would say anything that people are going through and the the reason why I'm in in this work at the moment is because like two quite big things happened in my personal life and I remember feeling so shit and I remember sitting there thinking to myself I am going to learn every single thing that I'm feeling right now. So that's when I started researching anxiety. Um, There was somebody in my life that was going through an addiction problem. So I was learning every single thing to to do with addiction, which led to me anxiety, to depression. I was going through um, quite a traumatic breakup and I'd realised that relationship was really unhealthy. So I was learning everything about communication, unhealthy love, um healthy love Mm. uh, attachment styles i absorbed every single thing i could (laughs) like a sponge i was just like reading it because i was like the more i was reading and understanding that it's all linked back to uh, human reactions and uh, emotional reactions yeah i became i felt more normal and i felt that i wasn't actually losing the plot i was actually (laughs) just was under a lot of pressure from x y and z yeah and that then helped me feel a lot better so any you know if you're feeling anxious about a particular thing google google's amazing for it yeah be careful on tiktok and instagram just make sure whatever resources you're reading from make sure that they're credible like credible make sure that they're trained in what they're doing um but read about anxiety read about 
Like, understand it, learn. Understand it. Like, like don't run away from it because yeah. it's scary and it hurts. Exactly. Like, actually tackle it head on. Yeah. And that doesn't mean with, like, a bat in your hand. That means maybe with a book. Yeah, with yeah. a book, like, podcast, like anything like things on youtube again make sure that their people are certified the psychology of your 20s have you heard that podcast no oh, oh yeah i have actually yeah. yeah big big one it's i really recommend yeah. i really like it it's helped me feel a lot more normal in situations that yeah. traditionally i wouldn't feel normal in and you're so right just lean into yeah that. lean What's into around you yeah absolutely. yeah oh zoe thank you so much for coming on today Thanks it's been i feel like i've had a little bit of a therapy session <laughs> let's be real <laughs> i've healed a little piece of my inner child today but thank you so much um it's been really great and guys you can find zoe on instagram do you want we'll leave your stuff in the bio anyway yeah. but do you want to just let the girls know what your instagram is yeah so it's zoe mallet um z-o-e-m-a-l-l-e-t and yeah i just create a lot of content around what i've been talking to you about today yeah um and i've got some new vox pop series drop here where i go out onto the street and talk to people about their experiences that's what vox pop is by the way because i learned that today too <laughs> Amazing. Going out and interviewing random people on the street. But um love yeah, this. Come, come check it all out. Oh, fabulous. Well, thank you so much. And guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm excited to for next week's dilemmas. I have read through some of these already and they are some juicy, juicy ones. So I'll see you next week and yeah, have a good rest of your Wednesday. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.